Well, welcome to Conversations. And Lisa, hello. Hey. Hey, you're looking good. Thank um, you. So anyway, we're talking about the wilderness, and I, I just love talking about this, Lisa. Um, you know, I wrote it. It's the first book I've ever written. <laughs> and you helped me write it. <laughs> I remember we wrote I, the whole I, I thing, and then you. we had to rewrite the whole thing because this boy didn't know how to write. <laughs> I, not, you know what? I actually think that you wrote it well, and then we sent it to another editor who didn't understand what you were saying, or we transcribed, and then we sat down and wrote it. I think I mean, you, you were being very I kind. Be, I think you were right on. But, you know, it was something that we had lived through through years, and... Um, you know, I look at, I remember what, one of the things when I went through a wilderness and I'm just going, God, what's going on? And God showed me how David went through a wilderness and remained a man after God, God's heart all right. his life, right. even though he had some serious speed bumps. And um, Saul never went through a wilderness. Right. And so Saul was very quickly um, enamored by himself and he had forgotten that God was the one that gave him that power He and went from authority. extreme insecurity to extreme arrogance back to extreme insecurity. So it has to, there has to be a refining in your life or you will not be able to handle the authority and the position you have. Yeah, so first thing you want to remember if you're going through a dry time, a wilderness and a wilderness is when God seems like he's a million miles away but he is not. And remember... And his promises even further. Further, yes. Yeah. I used to say it all the time. That's right. <laughs> and God didn't bring you into this wilderness to punish you. Wilderness is not a time of punishment unless you have been in willful sin, and you and God will know that. Believe me, it's not hidden. Uh, if you ask God if there's sin in my life, believe me, he'll show you, and if not, don't look for something that's not there. But anyway, Jesus, God said, you're my son, and I'm well pleased with you, and let him right into the wilderness. If you look at John the Baptist, you know, he's in the wilderness for 30 years training for a six-month ministry. It's amazing when you look at it. Joseph gets a green dream of being a great leader, but he doesn't have the character. He's a tattletale. He's uh, braggadocious. He um, is a little prideful, and yet God says, you're going to be a great leader, but you don't have the character to handle it. So he goes through 12 years of pit, slavery, and dungeon and yet he came out of that time with the character now to be able to handle the calling. Yeah, he's such, a, he's such an incredible example. Yes, he is. And David, too. He's anointed to be king. He goes through 14 years living in the wilderness, being chased by his boss. And he comes out with the character to lead Israel, as we said. Right, absolutely. So what we want to talk about today is refining. And yeah. this is what the wilderness Everybody's does. Everybody's favorite subject. I know. It really... Can, can I can I share with you because you are so I, I want you to share about what you you shared in your book Girls with Swords but can I tell you when I found out about refining because I didn't get it but I remember I was it, this was the first major major wilderness you and I had ever gone through and I'll never forget Addison who is now thirty one years old was about six months old at the time maybe nine months and I was mad at everybody I was mad at you I remember that I was mad at Addison I'm yelling at Addison I'm mad at my pastor. I'm mad at my friends. I mean, I'm mad I think at everybody. I think you're mad at God, too. Like, why are you doing things faster? I didn't have guts to say that, but I probably, if truth be told, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm walking out one morning to pray, and I said, God, I've always been a really happy guy, even before I got saved. Where's all this anger coming from? I'm yelling at everybody, and, and what do I bind? What do I cast out of my life? And I'll never forget the Holy Spirit that said... That was the 80s mindset. Yeah. Yes. And the Holy Spirit said, son, you can't cast out your flesh. And I was like, what? You crucify your flesh. So then the Lord said, son, look at your wedding ring. And I remember now, I've got an engineering background, so God's going to talk to me like an engineer. And I looked at my gold ring that you had put on my finger on October 2nd, 1982. And... 
the Lord said, does it look like pure gold? And I said, oh, yeah, it does. Absolutely. He said, but what happens if you put it in a furnace and you heat that furnace up to 7,000 degrees Fahrenheit? I said, it liquefies. And he said, then what happens? I said, well, the impurities start coming to the surface. And the Lord said, they appear, right? And I said, yeah. He said, you don't see those impurities right now, do you? I said, no. He said, but when you put them in the furnace, they appear. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. He said, this anger you're talking about, it's always been in there. He said, I knew it. You didn't. He said, I brought you into this furnace of affliction. And if you look at Isaiah 48, 10 and 11, Isaiah says, behold, this is God speaking. Behold, I refined you, but not as silver. I've tested you in the furnace of affliction. And so God said, I brought you into this furnace of affliction. And he said, all these impurities start surfacing. And he said, now, if you blame your wife, you blame your pastor, you blame everybody else, he said, they're all going to go back down and we're going to start this process all over again. And I'm going to be like the children of Israel, not like David. So right then I realized, oh my, my, the wilderness gets the impurities out of us that we don't even know that are there, but God does. And I love the very next part of that verse. I mean, there's a purpose for it. I mean, God is, he's filled us with his Holy Spirit and he's entrusted us with very sacred things. And he goes on in the next verse, he says, for my own sake, for my own sake, I will do it. Meaning he will take us through the refining for God's own sake, for how should my name be profaned? And I will not give my glory to another. He, he, in the wilderness, we become consecrated vessels. We go through a hard time. We find out he's our source of life. All yucky stuff gets exposed as we walk through the fire, as we walk through the floods. And he is saying he's doing it for his namesake. He wants a people of power. He wants a people of character. He doesn't want people that just say, hey, guess what? You get to live however you want, and you get to go to heaven when you die. This is an amazing bonus package for you. Then nobody no, sees no, Jesus. For his namesake, for his namesake. He wants, to, he wants a people that people, they go through hard times, they come out of them stronger, they deal, deal with their issues in the hard times. That you, you didn't make excuses. You let God. You were like, take it, take it. I don't, I'm not going to make excuses for it anymore. And do you know what's amazing? Uh, gold in its purest state, it's flexible. Yeah. It's pliable. Yeah. Now, it's translucent. So yeah. when you look at 14 karat gold ring, my, which was what I had in my hand at the time, that means 14 parts out of 24 parts of that ring is gold, and 10 parts out of 24 parts is other metals, copper, zinc, nickel. And it was a very hard ring. You couldn't bend it. But when you get gold to its pure state, it's pliable and flexible. When we go through this refining, all of a sudden now we find ourselves flexible and pliable to be yielded to the Spirit. And the other thing about gold is it's transparent in its pure state. If you look at heaven, the streets of gold, they're pure, they're transparent, you can see right through them. So when we go through this refining, now people see Jesus, not us. And you just made the most amazing statement. It's not, hey, live like the world, enjoy the world and go to heaven. Well, then nobody sees Jesus because we now are a very polluted vessel and they're not seeing the treasure. Yeah, they're not seeing the power of a transfer life. Malachi 3 says, and I, I love this one too, it's, so, it's such a companion verse for Isaiah, it says, for he is, and it's talking about the son of righteousness, it's saying, for he is like a refiner's fire and a launderer's soap, he will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver, he will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering of righteousness. And that was John Bevere's phone going off. I he didn't had to get those. It. He had to get those text messages. 
So anyway, yeah, but I mean, I just love that. He says that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now, we know our righteousness is in Christ. Right. But because we are in Christ, we look different than those outside of Christ. That's so good. it's an offering of righteousness. And so I just love this. You know, we, we talked last time about the wilderness and about having manna for days and days and days and days. Right. And um, when the wilderness is refining us, they, they started complaining in the wilderness. They started getting frustrated in the wilderness. They started saying, I'm tired of this manna. You know, I'm tired of having the same thing. I'm tired of wearing the same clothes. I'm tired of always being passing through. I'm tired of this. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. So it, it, the complaining is like, number one, don't do it in the wilderness. I remember you used to travel, John, and leave me, leave me with the boys. And, and I would just be like, oh my gosh, here it comes. The air conditioner explodes. The kids vomit. The, I mean, just anything possible bad would happen. And you never and, made me feel bad. Well, I'd call and you would hardly tell me about well, these things. Yes. Well, that was because I realized there was a key that when I complained, all the grace on my life lifted. So I, if I started complaining at the beginning of your leaving, th- by the end of the trip, I was a crazy woman. So I'm traveling so, thinking you're eating grapes and being waved You never thought that. Leaves. I totally remember <laughs> that you you remember what it was like. But um, yeah, so I mean, but complaining actually removes the grace of God. And so if yeah, there are people really are in a wilderness right now, they don't want to complain. They don't want to complain about God's provision. They don't want to complain about they're in the season. They want to actually thank him, get through it, say, thank you for refining me. Thank you that I can be a vessel unto honor. You know, and, and there's a lot of people that say, oh, that's Old Testament. Well, you know what? Actually, it's really clear in the New Testament that there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. It's, it's about being a container. And, you know, if we want to purge ourselves, it says, you know, I mean, we can purge ourselves so that we can be consecrated so that we can handle things that are, are, are more honorable. It's not a salvation issue. It's a stewardship issue. And also the children of Israel complained about the manna. Right. They got tired of the manna, and so God was like, fine, you don't want manna? I will give you quail. And I love how it talks in, it said that they completely complained and complained and complained. And it's Psalms 106, it's referencing that. It says, and he gave them their request. So they ate meat, their quail, their request. It wasn't his idea, and were well filled. It wasn't even the leadership's uh, request. For he gave them their own desire. They were not deprived of their craving. The wilderness deals with our cravings, but he sent them leanness into their souls. So the truth is, even though the wilderness is a time of leanness, sometimes in relationships, sometimes leanness in provision, sometimes leanness in opportunities, it's a time of fattening our soul. And when we go after our desires, when God is actually trying to get us to go after his desires, we inherit leanness to soul. And so God had that provision of manna. They weren't allowed to hoard it. They weren't allowed to keep it up. They were supposed to rely on him every single day. You know, it's interesting, Lisa, when you look at um, the fact that they got tired of the manna and they complained, there's, there's really something we've got to remember. I was on a fast one time and we were in a wilderness and I had gotten to the point where I knew complaining was wrong. So I actually made sure I didn't complain with my mouth. And I was really starting to get kind of proud of myself for not complaining, even though I was in a place of, God, would you do something? I think I was complaining with my mouth. And uh, one day on that fast, I woke up, and as my eyes opened up, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I hear the complaining in your heart. 
And I remember that day, I didn't get out of bed. I rolled out of bed straight to my knees, and I said, God, please forgive me. And so we have to remember God sees our thoughts. Jesus knew their thoughts and addressed it. And so I want to say this, that the, the thing that will take you down, it took the is, children of Israel down. You've got to remember, and I want everyone to listen to this carefully, nobody can get you out of the will of God. Saul tried to kill David and get him out of the will of God. Joseph's brothers tried to destroy him and get him out of the will of God and not cause that leadership dream come to pass, but they couldn't do it. No one can get you out of the will of God except for yourself. Wait, the only wait, way, wait, you said no one, and then you said there is one. There is Who one. Is, yeah. Is yourself. You. 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 Right. And yes. how, how? You can opt out. One of the primary ways is by complaining. If you look at the children of Israel, God intended for them to be in that wilderness for one year, only one year. But because of their complaining, which led them to disobeying, they ended up spending 40 years. So here's the thing. Complaining is not something to be taken lightly. If you look at 1 Corinthians 10, it lists the five big sins that kept them from their destiny. Now, you want to fulfill your destiny. Every Christian wants to fulfill their destiny. Number one, well, I'm not going to list. I've got them right here. Read them okay, off, baby. It's, they lusted after evil things. Yeah. They pursued idols. Yep. They that's committed heavy. acts of sexual immorality, that's which was heavy. kind of woven into the idol worship. Yep. They tempted the Lord. Oof, that's yeah. bad. And they complained against the Lord. Yep. Yes. And so complaining yep. is listed with wait, wait. idolatry, sexual immorality. And I mean I mean, yep. come on. Yeah. And then then it goes on, first Corinthians ten. And Paul goes on to say, Now all these things happened to them. Yep. As examples. For us. And they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the age have come. So we need to learn. They, they paid at great expense something that we get to learn at less expense. So we're the ones. And so we, we don't want to do that. Hebrews 3.10 says, Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So in the wilderness, you find God's ways, and you find his heart. But you got to press in, and you got to say, I believe you're good. When I don't feel you're good, when I'm not liking what I'm having, I believe you're a good God, and I believe that you are bringing out the good in me. You don't complain. You don't crave. You don't go to false idols. You don't go to speaking against your leadership. This is all things that the children of Israel did. So it's a time when you get to obey God, not you have to obey God. You get to obey God. Intentional choice. Intentional choose. And I love what I think it was D.L. Moody who said, one step of faith in the wilderness is worth more than a thousand steps of feelings outside of the wilderness. Wow, that's powerful. So you have to understand, you know, he knows the way you take. You're making a lot more progress in your growth of your life because let me tell you as we close this, 90% of what I've write on, I've written 20 books now, you know, Lisa, and 90% of what's in those books I learned not in the abundant times, I learned them in the wilderness, in the dry times. And so I, agree. I look back at my life, I'm 58 years old now, and those times of wilderness were the greatest times of growth in my life, though I felt like I was re receding 
not advancing. But that's what Job is saying. I go forward, he's not there, but he knows the way I take. And when I'm tested, I'm finished being tested, I'm going to come forth as gold. Listen, that's what you're going to come forth as. You are going to come forth as gold. You're in the middle of the desert right now. God's put this in leases in my heart to share this with you. I have news for you right now. I'm prophesying right now. I want you to hear what I'm about to say. God has a timing. And God is about to do something in your life that is profound and will impact the lives of many people. If you allow him to fulfill this this purpose of what you're in right now, many, many people are going to be impacted and you will rejoice throughout all of eternity when you see what you've done because of your obedience to God. We love you guys. We love you so very much. And, you know, I, I hope you will share our, our conversations with your friends. Go to iTunes. And we just know that we, we have a love, love, love for especially this young generation. And we believe that there's such a destiny on your generation. And we just want to help train you up for it, for the great, great things that we're going to marvel at that you do. So thank you so much for joining us with uh, Conversations with John and Lisa. I'm great really enjoying this. I'm glad you, we are continuing on this topic. Me too. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time.